everybody. Welcome to the Surly Podcast number one with your hosts. I'm a Mac and Black Lab. Hey, I'm a Mac. How's it going? Oh, it's been a fucking Monday. How's it going with you? Good. Exciting day. Exciting podcast. I'm excited. It is better late than never. Uh, They always have said that. It turns out that it is true, especially when it comes to podcasts. But I'd like to point out, it's mostly your fault because I was ready last night and you never pinged me. Yeah, it, it was my fault. Fucking dinner parties. My wife did not know about the podcast. But I'm sure she's going to make fun of me when she finds out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So everybody everybody knows it's I'm Max's fault, not Black Lab's fault for the delay. So um, so today we're going to talk about a bunch of different things. UT football, uh, Urban Meyer. And how he's a fuck face. <laughs> uh, some of our favorite threads. Um, some funny stories from the past. And... Uh, Surprisingly, it's not Black Lab with the dog barking. It's actually on the Mac. Well, now my dog's barking. Your dog. And uh, then we're going to have a raffle for tickets. And then we're going to see how we feel about the rest of the night. Oh. Once our dogs get their shit together and stop barking at each other through the computers, yes. um, we'll go ahead and get started. Some pretty big news for the UT football team, I hear, Mr. Black Lab. Yeah. What is that? Sam uh, Ellinger announced the starter today. So um, as a uh, as a somebody whose kids are going to go to Westlake, who uh, worship the ground Sam walks on and uh, have multiple pictures with him from his time at uh, Westlake, you know, very happy time in our house. Um, so I thought only uh, – the only thing I'm kind of worried about is, does this cause Bouchelle to uh, transfer? You know, announcing it this early, um, you know, definitely attrition candidate. You know, does this does this affect him in any way? And that's what I'm. That's the only thing I'm worried about them announcing it. But do you think he's really worried about that because he does play a pretty physical game, and that we have seen a few or more than a few UT quarterbacks kind of not last the entire season. Well, that's the thing. The last you know, two years, both Bouchelle and Ellinger have been hurt repeatedly. And, yeah, it would be horrible if he went down. But um, Yeah, you don't wish for that or anything uh, like it. But the, the reality is I don't know that you can just base a transfer off of some guy never, ever getting hurt yeah. and beating you out um, probably outright in practice right now. Yeah. Um, but also I'm wondering if he announced it. You know, Herman is playing a long game thinking, hey, maybe uh, Rising or uh, the other freshman I can't think of right now is, is is playing well enough that it doesn't really matter, you know, if he does or not. In the spring game, uh, both the freshmen look pretty good. So who knows what he's uh, thinking. But I think I think uh, Bouchelle hurt his arm a couple years ago and never, has never really gotten back to where he was uh, from when I remember from the spring game when he was a, you know, early entry uh, freshman and just zinging the ball all over the place. Uh, a cannon. Yeah. Now it just doesn't seem like he has. It seems more, more like Case McCoy than uh, the way he was as a freshman. Oh, good old noodle arm. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so, uh, what do you think about this whole uh, Urban Meyer thing? You think he's going to get fired? 
You know, I think that the people from Ohio, and I know there are some listeners here that live in the fucking horrible state of Ohio. They, I don't, I wouldn't put it past them to just give him a pass and let him stay. To be honest, I think that the Buckeyes are very into winning, and Urban Meyer is a winner. And I don't know. I think they may just give this guy a pass. I, if it, if they would have made the decision to fire him, I think they would have just pulled the trigger, ripped the Band-Aid off, and just done it by now. Yeah, that's kind of my feeling. That the longer it drags out, the more likely it is that they keep him, that they're just building up their excuses and uh, getting ready to face the onslaught. But, you know, a couple of people on that, that committee are, you know, pretty big anti-women's, uh, you know, abuse people and they're i don't know if they're going to put up with it and i know there are a lot i mean of do you know anybody who is for women's abuse no, Black Lab? i mean actually donate to causes and run the biggest uh you know abuse thing in in columbus uh i guess maybe urban meyer is for abuse well as long I mean, as that's what it seems well. like as long as the guy was well like. and he's the grandson of your your uh hero it's perfectly acceptable it sounds like but um what do you think about all this? The thing that came out this last couple of days, he's ordering cock rings and dick pics at the White House. And I mean, it just seems like that was more slanderous stuff to put up. But I don't think that really affects anything in any way. I don't know. I think people are just really getting concerned that Ohio State hasn't pulled the trigger on firing him. And he's on paid administrative leave, not unpaid. Uh, the whole thing smells like shit. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I'll be I'll be really surprised if they fire him. But, you know, who knows? The there was an interesting post from a poster on a uh, Ohio State board that had almost 20,000 posts that said he was gone. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't know how much to put into that. But, you know, you think about uh, the message. I mean, we had a, we had a Charlie Strong is gone thread. It, well, that, that, that thread was strong for yeah. many years until well, that happened. But we didn't have 20,000 post posters posting that, you know, hey, I heard from my buddy that he's gone and stating their reputation on it. So because, you know, that guy's going to be roasted at that board. But well, who knows? So. All I know is uh, my wife is a huge, huge Michigan fan <laughs> and her family is all from Ann Arbor and they will take a win against Ohio State during a drought. Yeah. Even if it means that their coach got fired right before the season starts, they'll take the win where they can get one. Yeah. Well, first of all, there's one thing. Ann Arbor is a whore, which I want to make sure you understand. And then second of all, yeah, they really need to uh, beat them occasionally. I have a cousin who went to Michigan, so I'm somewhat Michigan fan, um, definitely more than an Ohio State fan, after, especially after that 2005 trip to uh, Columbus. Oh, my God. It was like – going to Vietnam or something. Uh, that place was unreal after the game, burning couches and everything. Felt like a war zone. So, did you go to the game? I, have, I did not go to that game. Okay. I did go to the Michigan-Ohio State game last year at the Big House. Oh, okay. And that was uh, – they tried to be as classy as they could, I think, when they were there. And it, it was very obvious that they – with their three teeth are incapable yeah. of any type of class. 
Yeah. Um, well, I know this the the funny thing. The other is just the the difference between the Michigan and Ohio State fans. Uh, not only in Columbus, but then we played them in the uh, Fiesta Bowl in uh, 2008. And that was, I mean, the, the fans there were a bunch of jorts wearing, you know, uh, mustache. Oh, text dude 2007, throw out to some of you who may know that name. He told me all about how horrible that game was in the stance. Yeah. How I mean, many almost fights there were, how much everybody was just talking shit, and how everybody that was a Texas fan was really just trying to hold their shit together from knocking people's teeth out. Yep. And then you compare that to 2004 Michigan Rose bowl and everybody was shaking hands and being nice and saying it's about time we played. And, you know, Michigan's, I mean, I, th- I think the, it would be kind of the, uh, OU or OU is Ohio state and, um, Michigan is Texas, you know, would be the comparison I'd make that, you know, Ohio or uh, Oklahoma doesn't really have a pro stor- sports team other than the the basketball. So everybody in the trailer park roots for OU, and it seemed kind of the same thing with Ohio that they're you know the Bengals and the Browns suck, so their football is all based off of Ohio State. So all the trailer parkers come out of the woodwork to root for Ohio State, where Michigan seems more people actually went to Michigan that root for them more than somebody from Detroit or something. Yeah, this is true. So speaking of college football rivalries, yes, what are your thoughts on the fact that Texas A&M and Texas have not played and still have no plans to play? I'm fine with it. Those fuckers left. Fuck them. Uh, you know, they they took their ball and went home. And uh, I think it would be a no no win situation for us. We beat them. We're supposed to. If we lose. It sucks. So, but what about Thanksgiving? Well, that's what I used to look forward to. As people don't know, I am an Aggie. Yeah. And every Thanksgiving, it was great to get together with my friends in Austin or my friends from Austin come to College Station and we all go to the game. And that was, uh, you know, one of the cool traditions of me growing up. Uh, was was that game? And then now I've had to actually spend Thanksgiving with my family. Yes, that was the number one excuse for me not coming home for Thanksgiving for the last, you know, 30 years or so that I've lived in Austin. And, uh, I mean, I still use it because, you know, even if we're playing Tech or TCU, it's still don't have to go home. But the, uh, I mean, there's so many funny things that over the years um, with the rivalry, when I was in college and going to UT, uh, stayed here, went to a friend's house that um, lived here in Austin and his sister went to A&M and she brought a core turd home. So it was a Thanksgiving dinner with me and my buddy and then another buddy of ours. And then his dad worked at UT and went to UT. And then his sister, who was going to A&M, core turd, going to A&M, and then his mom, who went to A&M. And so the entire dinner was us cutting each other down and talking shit. And, uh, and of course, the core turds bragging about all the things about a&M and uh and he goes yeah we got a golf course on campus and we got a ski slope on campus did he talk about how Revely can see the fucking scores no but so he goes oh we got a ski slope on campus so I go now they're just waiting for it to snow and me and my buddies and his dad were just dying laughing 
And his mom's like, enough, stop, that's it. No more Texas A&M shit, just stop, stop. And uh, ruining Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, it was quite possibly the funniest thing. And I was, three of us or four of us were just laughing and snorting for like the next 30 minutes about it. Uh, I will have you know, Bob, Black Lab, <laughs> that I did – in fact, take snow skiing as one of my kinesiology credits when I was at AM. Did did you wait for snow? Did you have to wait for what was that? Did you have to wait for it to snow? Uh no. All, all it is is actually it's just kind of a hill that has white, like astroturf type stuff, and then they just spray it down with water. Uh-huh. And it's a lot like skiing on ice. <laughs> <laughs> And there's no lift system, and you got to walk all the way up the hill. It was not a very fun class. Doesn't sound I'll tell you that. Okay, well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, you want to jump over to our uh, our current favorite threads? Yes. Okay. Well, speaking of Aggies, you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? You should go first. Okay. So my current favorite thread is the uh, uh, thread in recruiting entitled uh, Six Figs, Trust the Ham, Greatest Hits. So if you don't know who – do you know who Taylor Ham is? Uh, I do not. Okay, so Taylor Taylor Ham is this writer who wrote, used to write for 24-7 sports. Um, he posted on TechSags all the time, um, took a job at 24-7 as a reporter, garnered quite a reputation as a reporter there, um, he ended up getting their uh, a press pass removed for 24-7 by Sumlin um, for being a not a friend of the program. Um, they ended up firing him, and then he went and started a Facebook site called The Other 98%. And they actually just started a website called The Other 98%. And, of course, there's an uh, alt-right uh, website called The Other 98%, so that's really good marketing to get lumped in. That seems great. I mean, it seems like it really fits in with the spirit of the university that they're going for. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so this guy, you know, he's on Texags for a long time. And uh, for a long time, uh, well, he dated. So his nickname for the, over there for a long time was 30 Seconds. And people are like, oh, why'd you get that nickname? Why'd you get the nickname? Is because he went on a date with a fellow poster and she said that he only lasted about 30 seconds. So that's how he got the nickname 30 seconds. And then when he was at 24-7, he boasted about having a six-figure income. And so uh, they just started calling him Six Figs. A whole six figures. Yes. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's a lot of people that would want to make six figures. Yeah. So – the thread starts out with, you know, some of the stuff from the old site. Uh, they, he, he had a, a prediction about 11 different um, recruits and where they were going to go. And uh, he predicted, of course, all of them were going to come to A&M. And he went 0 for 11 on the uh, – That's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. An 0 for goose eggs. Goose eggs are nice. To get all 11 wrong. And then uh, a couple uh, later in the thread, then they have the posts from his twi- twi- uh, Twitter account where he calls uh, Malik Jefferson a boy. So, you know, nice rice, racist undertones uh, from him. 
uh, on page eight, they have a he has a, <laughs> a tweet that uh, Chief Ham or Chef Ham with the ribs, and he's got a picture of ribs that look absolutely dark and black, like burnt black, and uh, so just kind of it's like. I don't know what the hell this guy's deal is. He's just completely out of touch with reality or what. It did lead to one of the funniest posts on the thread on page 44, Simpkins man, uh, after uh, Ham was caught in another lie, posts uh, Chef Ham with the fibs, making a play on the words, which I thought was hilarious and laughed out loud when I saw that. But um, so the other thing that's funny about this thread, though, is this character named Karen. And Karen was a Florida State fan who was a big um, uh, fan of the coach. What's his name? And ended up leaving Florida, moving to the Woodlands just to follow um, the coach from uh, from Florida to Texas A&M. So she shows up and just is just this wacky weird thing and so she she just you know drops all these bombs and just you know puts her ovaries on the table and just it's it's just bizarre uh and of course her and the aggie start fighting over different things and uh she defends jimbo uh you know through the the rape stuff and all the other things and it's just a big shit show and it's just hilarious to see them fighting each other on page eight of the thread uh, Rush Hannigan, who is actually the, I think, the owner of uh, the other ninety-eight, shows up and starts talking about. What's the time frame on these these posts? Uh, over the last, you know, three to four months, let's say. Yeah. So okay. It's, so, it's been going for a while. Um, yeah, yeah. The um, the posts uh, from uh, the thread started in March. And then the posts for that I'm talking about right now happened on page seven and eight, which is around May timeframe. So this guy, Rush Hannigan, shows up and uh, let's see, what's his username? Um, I think it's the other 98, but uh, shows up and starts defending uh, Ham, which is just hilarious. And so he gets into it. Oh, Six Figs Handler is his name on, on the board. And he he goes and just shit show develops from him talking to posters. And uh, then it just got weird. Then Karen, Karen posts about needing to set um, Ham up on a date. And everybody's like, isn't Ham married? And it leads to the shaggy sleuths to figure out. Uh, they go look at his website. Um, the shaggy sleuths. They go look at his Twitter bio and how his Twitter bio changed from, you know, blah 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 blah, and wife of you know some Twitter handle to just blah 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 blah. And then uh, the reality or the reality website that he, used, I guess he's a realtor of some sort. His wife is a realtor of some sort. Uh, their website disappeared that had both of them on it. So everybody kind of figured out that hey, they got divorced. And then of course people. I uh, figured out their addresses and everything else. And so just, I mean, this whole thread just kind of blew up around page 22 or so with that and, you know, did four or five pages in a couple of days. So this whole 
this whole thread is just something to behold, you know, that goes from making fun of him to uh, this weird Karen showing up to his boss showing up to him being divorced. And, you know, just it's something. Man, how did I miss this? Where have I been? I haven't been paying I've attention seen to these public threads. And said, hey, we read the ham thread. And they're like, no, what's that? And it's like, oh, my God, you've missed Internet gold. You know, there's so much good stuff in there. So uh, so my advice, start at the beginning, just read through it. It's hilarious. Yeah, you're making the thread that I picked <laughs> look bad. I'm thinking about changing my pick okay, well, here real quick. Your turn to pick now. Yeah. So uh, – it is pretty funny that our threads are completely different, but my current go-to thread every time I open Shaggy right now is definitely the bourbon thread. For whatever reason, I love to drool and read about everybody's crazy finds at the liquor store. Um, and it's been a chronicle for a few websites now on – what kind of scores people are getting from the stores that are completely unbelievable that I know they're paying secondary prices walking outside of a liquor store and taking these pictures because God damn it. Nobody's pasting pictures of their receipts with these bottles that yeah. they're saying that they're getting. And I just don't believe that you can go into a store at twin liquors and pick up a bottle of George T stag. Not going to have me believe in that anytime soon. But it is pretty cool to see some of these guys that have a crazy, crazy selection of bourbon. Uh, a few months ago, there was a guy who, um, funny enough in that thread, had posted that he just decided that he was going to buy this huge lot of bourbon. Um, so he bought... Um, so it was something crazy. It was a uh, several hundred bottles of bourbon, and he said, "Oh, well, I could just like keep the ones that I wanted and sell the rest on secondary mm -hmm. and kind of break even." And he kind of chronicled that uh, throughout the thread, and just had like everybody just asking him for pours and all kinds of stuff. But one interesting post that just happened this week is. Uh, from a poster called Bill from Lake Travis. And Bill from Lake Travis has quite a respectable bourbon collection. So much so that he's got it scheduled out for what bourbon he's going to be drinking for <laughs> every game uh, of the UT football season. So, yeah, starting with the Maryland game, he's going to get a, a Larceny personalized barrel. So he's just going to have those leftovers for Tulsa. Those are the only two that repeat. Um, after that, USC, big game, big game there. It's going to be a Weller Antique single barrel store pick. Then for TCU, busting out the classic, the original single barrel Blanton's. Uh, then on the K-State, got some Stag Jr., it's going to be decanted for three or four weeks. That's some fancy shit right there. Um, OU, we've got the poor man's pappy going. For those of you who don't know what the poor man's pappy is, I suggest that you read the bourbon thread because there are several people who have tried 
different recipes and different ratios, but it is all Weller bourbon. Um, so parts Weller 12 and parts Weller 107. And you, some people say it's 60-40. Some say it's like 70-30. Uh, you let it mingle for a bit, and then it supposedly tastes exactly like a poor man's know. pappy. Have you had pappy before? So, yeah. I have not had Pappy before. I, gotta, I have uh, had poor man's Pappy. Kiss up to some of my, my richer friends and get over there and get some Pappy. That's, uh, yeah, maybe you do. I don't know. I've never had the desire to pay $100 for a two-ounce pour for some bourbon. Um, I have had some opportunities to have it paid for, and there's always been much rarer stuff on the menu. And Pappy, uh, for those of you who aren't big bourbon drinkers, is a great bourbon from what I hear. But um, it is very expensive because it's the it's the cool bourbon that everybody can find everywhere at every bar, but you can't really find it at the stores. It's, uh, it's almost everywhere that has bourbon at the bar, and that, that's why they just have secondary – market prices for every yeah, I, shot i've never actually seen it in a store so once never once have i seen it in a store so no i mean i don't think people in kentucky yeah, think- even see it in the store there was um a pretty funny story i can't find the post but it was in the bourbon thread uh some guy was is now banned from the lottery um and uh, so personally banned from the lottery, but also his <laughs> restaurant is now banned from carrying any of the pappies. Uh, and if they find out that he went and got them on the secondary market, they're pretty not happy about it because he ended up having a pappy jello <laughs> shot party where he made jello shots out of pappy Van Winkle. Yeah. And they so were not happy with- about it. So they told him no more. For you ever, and no more for <laughs> your bar. Does it, does it go well with Coke? Or uh... oh, I'm sure that it goes extremely well. Not Diet Coke. With Diet Coke. Coke. Just no, just Diet Coke. Just mostly Coke. A little splash of Pappy. All right, it's gonna be delightful. Well, that's good. Uh... <laughs> Moving on to the Baylor game, we've just got some Buffalo Trace on a personalized label. The Oklahoma State game, we've got some Sazerac Rye. West Virginia, Old Scout Single Barrel, starting to get into some cool stuff late season there. Um, Tech, the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof 12-year. That is actually the whiskey of the year for this year. Um Interesting that you're busting that out for tech. I'd love to hear more, uh, maybe in the thread, maybe in the podcast thread, on why you chose that particular well, bourbon for the tech this guy's game. tailgate. I think. Um, uh, so, yeah, yeah. We need to. We Bill. He, he lives he's, in Lake Travis cool. because he's Bill. Yeah, from we're not Travis, too far away. So we gotta. But yeah, yeah, we're not too um, far away. So what's the difference between rye and bourbon, Rick? So, the difference between rye and bourbon is how they do it in the mash. So, to be a true bourbon, it has to be made firstly in America. 
and then it has to be in new white American oak. You can char it however you want, but it has to stay in that barrel at least two years. The mash has to be at least 51% corn. Then other than that, you can get creative and do whatever you want. That is a bourbon. Anything that is not that. Um, so if you dip below the 51% on the corn, uh, you age it in similar barrels. Everything else stays the same. Still not a bourbon. A lot of people really like uh, the flavor and the spice that comes off of a rye. And uh, oftentimes in a rye mash bill or mash, uh, you'll have um, just enough rye to kind of teeter it over the top there and and still have that sweetness from the corn. Cool. Well, um, we're running up uh, against our not really self-imposed time limit, but we're up to getting close to 30 minutes. You want to skip the funny stories from the past and just go to the raffle tickets and wrap this up. I do want to say funny story from the past. We don't have to talk too much about it, but uh, one of the funniest things that ever happened with this community is from a guy that some of you may know named Durka. So Durka came to a strip club event that we're probably going to have to put on another strip club event here in the next couple months. We'll see how the football season goes. But Durka only got one beer during the tab being open. And Durka threw a fit, not only in person, but on a message board. And, and who limited him to one beer? And that, I don't know. I don't know who even, who even bitches about the one beer that you got for free at the titty bar. But that guy, no. he's not a friend of the program. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that. I'm sure he still wants to kill me. That's okay. Uh, so, uh, did you randomize everything up? I have a randomizer here. And we had 199 brave souls put in for this so we're gonna sort the spreadsheet by random and uh the row number is gonna end up being what i pick from and i'm gonna use the google random generator and drum roll please uh, 141 lucky poster 141 who do we have here it oh, is Dutch, the poster Dutch. It's an old school poster. With, uh, with more been around a while. Is, uh... A little bit about Dutch. Um, still no avatar. He does have ninety posts on Surly after joining on March twenty fifth. His last activity was right before we recorded this podcast about 30 minutes ago. So his interests include butcher shops and meat markets, beef ribs, well, and uniform about the meat. So it's not a bad all thing. about the meat. I hope that, uh, that he enjoys these tickets. We're going to um, be doing these after every 
podcast. It's going to be how we round out every one of these podcasts. And they're going to be two seats. Um, and what we'll be doing is getting the best available seats for about uh, what face value tickets on the lower end or the lower level cost on StubHub. Uh, notoriously, the Longhorn market crashes pretty much the week before, so those should be some pretty good tickets. Um, we're going to guarantee lower level. Uh, none of that nosebleed shit for Surly. All right, I'm back. Let's uh, wrap this up. Thanks for uh, hosting, and we'll uh, see you next week. All right, thanks, Black Lab. <laughs>